the Steelers will not be drafting a quarterback. I don't know how much clearer Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert can make that, but boy, did they ever try. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Yesterday, the football team became the first of Pittsburgh's teams to conduct an actual press conference, meaning we were all in the same room with Tomlin and Colbert. Yeah, it was still safe. We were all spaced out and wearing masks and limited in number. Dale Lawley, our beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I were both there representing our outlet. Each outlet got two people. And we asked questions of the head coach and the general manager for the first time in, yeesh, two months, something like that. It's been a while. But the draft is coming up. The first round of the NFL draft is Thursday night. Steelers picking 24th overall. And that's exciting in its own right. It becomes that much more exciting whenever there's even the most remote possibility of a quarterback. That's just life in football. That's true of all 32 franchises. Quarterbacks are the thing. Quarterbacks are what the the sweetest dreams are made of for a football fan. The Steelers will not be getting one. Not in this draft. And what I'm about to share here won't exactly qualify as A, big scoop, or uh, B, real hot detective work. Because between the two of these gentlemen, they might as well have been burning a neon sign over their collective heads to make it known that they're not in the market for a quarterback uh, in any form, including this draft. And that started really with Colbert saying, without any kind of uh, provocation, that he does not have any interest in trading up in the draft. He doesn't have any tactical benefit to sharing that. Uh, sometimes you say things about trading up, trading down, because you're trying to send a message to other people. He has no benefit to going public and saying that he's not looking to trade up. Uh, that doesn't mean that he won't. If I went back and replayed the same press conference before the Devin Bush draft, I'm sure I could find him saying that that's not something that they're looking to do or whatever. There's always a way to couch things with certain phrases. But he stated this pretty clearly, and I was immediately having the antennas go up when he did that. Because I'm wondering, why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? And yet he expressed almost an eagerness, and maybe that's too strong, to trade down if the Steelers don't like what they see at 24. 
So I'm starting to put little pieces together in my head as this is going on and going, okay, well, this sounds like if they don't get Najee Harris, because that's all everybody's thinking about right now. If they don't get Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama, then you're going to say, all right, we're just going to trade down and we're going to look for additional picks and see what we can do about running back a different way. But I also was thinking about quarterback. So later on, the quarterback discussion does come up, and Kevin Colbert makes immediate and strong reference to the quarterback room being filled. Now, if you'll go back to Art Rooney's session with reporters, this was back in January, one of Rooney's more eyebrow-raising comments to some, it, it didn't get that reaction from me, was when he said, we obviously have an opening in the quarterback room. And a lot of people took that to mean like, whoa, I'm going to get somebody to replace Ben, get somebody to bump Mason Rudolph down the depth chart. And what he meant was that there was literally an opening because Ben was there, Mason was there, and Dwayne Haskins stayed there. Who was missing? Well, Josh Dobbs, but then Josh Dobbs came back. So now the quarterback room is filled. And Colbert gave a strong endorsement to the state of the quarterback room. Whether he based that on awareness of Mr. Rooney's remarks, I don't know. But he used the word room. And he mentioned all four guys that are there and what the dynamic is and why they feel the way they do about the guys that they have. And even that wasn't the one that really, really sold me. It wasn't until Tomlin began discussing pretty much on his own, meaning without anybody asking, how he feels about Haskins. It's exciting from a coaching perspective with one of those guys being a 22-year-old guy like Dwayne Haskins who was viewed globally as having first-round talent just a short time ago, and uh, we're excited about, you know, working with him and, and seeing what his skill set and hoping him improve um, is as well. Yeah, see, here again, it's a situation where Tomlin has nothing to gain by glowing like that about Haskins. The only benefit to his saying that, and understand that both of these guys are really, really good at this. They've been doing it for a long time. And Tomlin in particular will send messages through the public that he wants to get to his locker room, or in this case, to his players, wherever they happen to be. That happened earlier in the press conference when Tomlin, on his own, and something that was uh, clearly... Planned. You had to be there to, to know what I'm talking about. Praised Vince Williams for coming back. Just said Vince Williams is a Pittsburgh Steeler. Vince Williams bleeds black and gold. And that was his way of saying, and I'm sure he wasn't going to put it the way I'm about to. Vince, we're really glad that you're taking $1 million instead of $4 million from us this year. It's so awesome that you're back under those circumstances. 
But Tomlin knows that that kind of remark about Vince Williams said to a bunch of us who were there to ask questions about the draft wasn't really going to move the needle much with any of us. We don't matter to him. He wanted to get that through to number 98, and I'm positive that he did. I'm positive of that. So mission accomplished. So why do that with Haskins? Why do that? This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more at lgkg.com. The reason that Tomlin's building up Haskins is for Haskins to hear it. That's why. That's always why Tomlin says something about a player. He wants the player to hear it. We're just a third-party conduit for him with these sorts of things. And the reason he wants Haskins to hear it is that he wants Haskins to know that they believe in him. He mentioned Haskins' age. He mentioned his inexperience. He mentioned his pedigree. In the Steelers' eyes, they already have a first-round quarterback in Haskins. Again, referring to the pedigree, because Haskins was that. Whether or not he should have been in Washington is a separate discussion. But he is that. And they've got their guys. They've got their guys. They could have set the stage to brace the fan base in some form or other at this press conference. If you think about this for a second, think about all the potential blowbacks that there are to bringing in the successor or the heir apparent to Roethlisberger. They themselves were referencing the Ben Roethlisberger draft, which by now everyone knows was a move that was made possible by Dan Rooney. Dan Rooney was the one who walked in there and said, uh, no, we're we're not passing on this quarterback because we once passed on Dan Marino and I'm not living that life again. They even brought that up on their own. They were praising Ben all over the place too. I left that out. Uh, even more glowingly than they did Vinny. When you take all of these things and add them up, they weren't doing anything like what you would expect in advance of making a franchise-changing, seismic uh, move like this, like what would be required to go up in the draft, significantly up, probably top 10, to make sure that you get Justin Fields from Ohio State, and he's the one that uh, everyone will recall Tomlin was uh, raving about right to Justin Fields at Ohio State's Pro Day just a few weeks back. 
I have no doubt that they like fields. But I also have no doubt they're not setting the stage for any kind of quarterback move. And unlike a normal situation in the draft where you want to play your cards close to the vest, this is the opposite. You want other teams to know when you're ready to move up, when you're ready to make something happen. You will recall that the Bush thing didn't come out of nowhere. It really didn't, certainly not on draft day. There was a lot of buzz about how much the Steelers loved the, the, the two linebacker options that were there between Devin Bush and Devin White. It was just a matter of which one they were going to go after and how hard they were going to go after them, and they did. But it didn't, it didn't drop like a bomb, and neither will this. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and today's comes from Fasica, who asks, okay, so the Steelers are taking a running back in round one. All three of the top options are said to still be in play based on availability, but each is said to have a key flaw. Harris can be a bit selfish and isn't keen on blocking. Travis Etienne benefited from the system, meaning at Clemson, and benefited from huge holes, which there likely won't be wherever he plays in the NFL. Javante Williams hasn't played a lot and is relatively green. If you were the GM of the Steelers, which would you choose? See, you actually unwittingly might have made this question even easier than you intended. Because by laying out these various flaws, as you call them, I'm not sure I would agree in all three cases. But by doing that, you identified the one flaw that I would care the least about. And that would be that Najee Harris isn't keen on blocking. If the Steelers like Najee Harris anywhere near as much as I'm led to believe they like him, then they know he'll do what it takes to get on the field as a stealer. There's a lot of different standard is the standard jokes and everything else that the fans will uh, bounce back and forth, especially when the team isn't going well. But the one standard that has never been abandoned that I can think of, and I'm sure there are others, but the first one that pops to mind is that you will not get on the field for the Steelers as a running back if you don't block. That's something that Dick Hoke, the old great running back of the Steelers himself, but also running back's coach forever, put into play in that role. And it has been passed on ever since. The head coach believes in it in the strongest way possible. And if you think about a guy like Le'Veon Bell, who showed up in Pittsburgh I mean, undervalued, certainly as a second-round pick. But once he got here out of Michigan State, it was seen that he could block and everything else. But a lot of times when you're in college, you're not really asked 
to do a lot of that. You're the star. You know, guys, it's first round, second round pick in the NFL draft as a running back is a college star. They're the ones who are getting the blocking, not doing the blocking. Le'Veon Bell turned out to be an excellent, not good, not very good, not great, excellent blocker in his time with the Steelers. Why? That's the way it was laid out to him. That's how Latrobe was for him when he showed up for his very first camp. It was block this, block that. Backs on backers, the whole deal. And it's a teachable skill. Not that everyone is equal at it. Not that everyone applies themselves evenly toward becoming really, really good at it. Never mind great. But it's teachable. It's an act. It's just a matter of will for the most part. If you're the Steelers and you're putting your first-round pick into any player at any position that you don't believe has the will to perform a team-based act, that is the wrong player for you. I don't think we'd ever hear Harris connected to the Steelers, even in fantasy mock drafts, if word had gotten out that he lacked those particular intangibles really good question thanks for that thanks to everybody for listening we'll have another daily shot of Steelers tomorrow on the eve of the draft Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.